0: of St. Louis original podcast. Michael Calhoun back with you to bring you all the latest news from across the region in the St. Louis All Local. Today is Tuesday, January 23rd. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top local story... it funds genocide in this council co Excuse me, everybody. Tense moments at this afternoon's St. Louis County Council meeting after pro-Palestinian protesters objected to introducing of a resolution on International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Let's go live to the newsroom and KMOX's
1: Maria Kina. At this time, now. I'm gonna ask for now. assistance See, and with that Michael. Council Chairwoman Shalonda Webb ordered the council chambers cleared by police and the meeting be recessed, but when they returned, Councilman Hancock. Madam Chair, I move that uh, we suspend the, the uh, meeting until Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. Uh, during that, uh, between now and then, that we uh, issue a statement explaining to folks how to uh, submit public comments uh, to the council before that meeting. The council voted unanimously to suspend the meeting. However, they also agreed that the meeting would be virtual. Live in the newsroom, Maria Kina, X News.
0: Prior to the end of the council meeting, Chairwoman Shalanda Webb responded to reports that she wants to take over municipal police departments that are geographically located within the
1: county. Let me be clear and clean up any mis- misconceptions. There has no legislation being drafted or proposed yet. In no way, shape, or form am I advocating to take away the authority of the local municipalities.
0: Webb says she's only submitted a communication last week requesting legislation to, as she puts it, standardize St. Louis County's response to crime.
2: The Chaos Caucus has chosen to use the Missouri Senate as a place to try and salvage their languishing statewide campaigns and intentionally destroy the institution in an effort to claim that the game is rigged against them.
0: That's the reason Missouri Senate President Caleb Rowden gave as he announced that four members of the Freedom Caucus would be stripped of their committee chairmanships. Senator Bill Eichel is one of those Freedom Caucus members. He's running for governor. The members that were on this stage a moment ago have done little more than call us names. They have called us everything from narcissists to charlatans when all we want to do is pass the big red policy ideas that were promised to voters of this state Every two years. Rowden says the four senators' delay tactics are hurting, not helping, conservative priorities like petition reform.
2: We will not let a small group of politically motivated troublemakers stand in the way of us achieving the conservative wins we want to see come to fruition.
0: Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft today fired back at State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick's report, which says Ashcroft improperly pulled the state out of the Electronic Registration Information Center program, or ERIC. This is not good government to have politics, and official reports. Ashcroft argues the program was meant to be a nonpartisan voter roll monitor, but did not adopt recommendations from him. To make it into what they allege that it was and what it could be. And the leadership of Eric refused to make simple not even bipartisan, nonpartisan changes. A new bill would put a new requirement ahead of receiving a tax abatement in St. Louis City.
2: Alderwoman Alicia Sanye's legislation would require that any entity seeking a tax subsidy be paid up or working on paying off taxes owed to the city. Sanye says this stems from an instance where the developers were behind on their tax bill.
0: Green Street development, where they were coming and they were seeking some additional subsidy, and I think it's Alderwoman Tyus' bill, but then we did research. We found that they owed the city over half a million dollars
2: sanye's bill was discussed but not voted on in committee as she wants to finish working with the city's attorney's office to finalize the bill sean malone cameo news one proposal
0: in the state legislature would make it illegal for someone under 18 to own a handgun state senator stephen roberts
2: unfortunately we're one of only two states where there is no state crime for minors to possess firearms so you have a lot of Kids, unfortunately, who are running with the wrong crowds end up committing crimes.
0: Parents would have to provide written consent. Certain uses like military, self-defense, and hunting would be exempt. A restaurant in Midtown is without its iconic symbol.
1: Yeah, no fountain here at the Fountain on Locust. The Fountain on Locust is in pieces in the back right now. Manager
0: Ryan Lawson-Maiske of the Fountain on Locust says someone hit an icy patch and slid into the water display last night, then drove away. He says if not for the fountain, the truck might have gone through the building.
1: There was a huge possibility of that, so we're, we're thankful that the fountain was there. It was sad that it got knocked down, but uh, it could have been a lot worse if it hadn't been there.
0: Legendary CBS newsman Charles Osgood died today at 91.
1: The Osgood File. This is Charles Osgood on the CBS radio network.
0: His feature, The Osgood File, poetically described events, people, places, and things, and it aired mornings on KMOX for decades. I talked with Osgood in 2011 when he emceed an event in St. Louis, and he talked about the talent that's come through KMOX. And it has had tremendous good fortune in the people that were hired so you're you're in a uh, you're in a, in a in a very long
1: line of people who've done well, and I wish you well too.
0: The KMOX Business Desk: New nonstop options from Lambert Airport. Frontier announced today plans to add nonstop flights to Phoenix on the heels of Spirit adding Fort Lauderdale. The discount carriers are adding service to cities already served here by Southwest. And Lambert Director Rhonda Homnibrigge says the percentage of seats filled on flights from St. Louis remains high. We'll still be off just a few points from 2019. But we had several months where we exceeded 2019 numbers. So I think as we go into this year, we will surpass that 2019 high that we had.
2: This just in.
0: We have the three new Hall of Famers when it comes to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, and Todd Helton have all been officially inducted into Baseball's Hall of Fame. Much more coming up during Sports Open Line later on today.
2: KMOX goes in-depth.
0: Members of the LGBTQ plus community say recent legislation in Missouri is targeting them. Last week, nine bills introduced by Republican lawmakers, and they say the measures are pro- to protect parents' rights and protect children. Promo Missouri says the bills target queer, trans, and intersex Missourians specifically, so they call them anti-LGBTQ plus bills. Our Olivia Moses sat down with Promo's Director of Communications, Robert Fisher, to ask why they're being called that and how these bills are expected to impact the community.
1: Why are these bills being called anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ plus bills?
2: The collection of bills that have been filed this year are considered anti-LGBTQ plus bills because they specifically hinder LGBTQ plus Missourians from being who they are. But more importantly, they stop this community from being able to thrive within our state. They uh, keep our community from living unencumbered lives that, uh, heterosexual, cisgendered individuals live every single day.
1: Do you think that Missouri stands out with these bills? Are we different than other states?
2: I think it's ironic that Missouri typically is seen as a flyover state, you know, people don't pay attention to us quite often a lot, until it comes time to talk about politics. And then we become one of like the top three states that is really pushing an aggressive anti-LGBTQ plus agenda. Um, Last year, we were in company with Florida and Texas, both states that aren't great states to be connected with on a lot of different ways. Um, So if we're not talking about crime that's within different cities. If we're not talking about our poor education system, we're talking about anti-LGBTQ plus laws that are in place. And you would think that given those other two things that I just mentioned, you know, crime and, and low education, that those would be more of the priority than attacking a small group of Missouri's population that literally just wants to go about their day.
1: Why do you think that it is a priority with these lawmakers to create these bills?
2: The attacks that we're seeing in Missouri are part of a coordinated national attack. So you'll see that in multiple states across the country, these are happening regularly. Um, trans, when we talk about healthcare for transgender people, bans across the across the country are happening. Um, when we talk about. Uh, Lawmakers thinking that teachers or nurses or administrators or anyone within the school system is grooming children uh, and specifically LGBTQ plus students. uh, That's a rhetoric that we hear regularly across the country. And so it's not unique to Missouri. But what is unique to Missouri is that a lot of the times we're a state where they decide to test things that may happen in other states. We get some of the most dangerous bills because they're testing to see how is it gonna play out in Missouri? What do we need to tweak? What do we need to adjust to pass it elsewhere? Um, An example from last year is Florida's Don't Say Gay bill. The exact same bill was filed, except they took it one step further. Florida's was from kindergarten through third grade. In Missouri, they said, you can't talk about sexual orientation or gender identity period across any level of, of schooling, and not just in the classroom, but in schools at all.
1: Specifically with Senate Bill 728, Andrew Koenig wants parents or teachers um, to out their students forcefully if the student were to confide in them about their gender identity. How do you see this impacting teachers and, and schools?
2: The biggest... Concern that we have about Senate Bill 728 is that it creates a culture of hostility in schools for LGBTQ plus students. For instance, there have been, you know, for anybody in um, primary education, there have been times when you were like, oh, I just want to talk to a teacher because I have something that's going on and I don't really know how to talk to my parents about it. Or um, maybe I don't feel comfortable talking to my parents right away. And you find that teacher that's like your favorite teacher and you're like, I'm gonna talk to them about it because they'll understand me, they'll accept me. That's the same exact thing when someone comes to terms uh, or begins to explore of who they are. And the narrative that teachers or anybody within school systems are grooming students to be LGBTQ plus is wrong. I knew when I was in sixth grade, no one had to tell me, no one had to you know, say, have you thought that maybe you're not straight? Um, I just knew that something was different than me. And not allowing students to tell their teachers is, can be really harmful, because even if a student does tell a teacher, in this bill, Senate Bill 728 specifically, it forces the teachers to tell their parents. And not every parent is welcoming.
0: Speaking on KMOX this morning, Senator Andrew Koenig says his measure would protect the rights of parents and protect students against what he calls indoctrination. Schools would have to use the name and pronouns of the students as registered. A school would have to inform parents if a student expresses confusion about their gender identity or requests to use other pronouns. The same bill would allow parents to review textbooks and instructional materials. The St. Louis All Local is a production of the KMOX Newsroom. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app and stay up to date.